Bless you, Pastor. Don't you appreciate Pastor? Amen. Thank God for pastors. And we've got a house full of pastors tonight. Boy, I feel like a little kid, you know, in the first grade standing before the principal. <laughs> but I do give you honor, Brother Sister Stone. God bless you. I, I want you to know, uh, now say that a woman that will tell her age will tell anything and everything. Well, that's probably me. But I'm 72 and this is my first church revival. I said, okay, God, you've either got a sense of humor or you're wanting to stretch me. I need some more stretch marks. I've preached lots of women's conferences across this nation, really. And, uh, and you, you helped me to go there. The ladies of this district helped me to go to those places. But I've never did this before. This is a brand new, brand new thing for me. And I'm so honored and humbled. And again, I, I, when Brother Stone called me, I said, do what? Say what? You gotta be kidding. Are you sure? <laughs> Sister B, it's good to see you, honey, slip in. God bless you. I don't want to start calling names. I'll sure forget somebody, but we're just thrilled that you're here. And, and, uh, if you can't come tomorrow night, would you do me a favor? Raise your hand if you'll pray for the service tomorrow night. If you can't be here, now those of you that can be here, you're supposed to pray too, okay? <laughs> And we expect you back. Uh, that's it's discouraging. Uh, well, it's not discouraging. Maybe it's kind of a strong word, but it's true. When a pastor calls for revival and his saints don't show up. And um, uh, because he feels like when he ha- calls an evangelist, not spe- spe- specifically me, but when he calls an evangelist, he feels like that evangelist has something to share with the church. So the church needs to be here. So I don't know what you have planned for tomorrow night, but is it really that important that you can't put it off and be in the house of the Lord tomorrow night? Are you with me? All right. All righty. Well, I want my sweetheart, Brother Burnsworth, that's really the preacher in the family. And he preached about two weeks ago, as you know, that he's recovering from a stroke. Recovering from a stroke. <laughs> uh, several of our friends has had strokes are already in heaven. So he's recovering. It's a miracle that he's here. And he actually preached a couple of weeks ago and did an awesome job preaching at El Reno. And he preached on uh, historical events. And it was a wonderful message. Brother Burnsworth, would you stand and greet this congregation? You can do it. Those of you that, yes, give him a hand. I tell you, God is so good. 
He continues to improve uh, every day and get stronger every day. They told him that his chances of having another stroke was 40% in the first year. And it's been over a year. Glory. It's been a year and four or five months. He's a good, good father. Yes, he is. Oh, yes, he is. Don't you love him? Are you excited? You glad to be in the house of the Lord tonight? You know, you could be in a nursing home somewhere. Somebody brushing your teeth for you. I tell you, we're blessed. Amen. Well, um, and Brother Tapas, yes, it is good to see you. Uh, I want to sing you a song tonight. Um, uh, it's a song I've, uh, it's new to me. It's probably, you probably know it, and that's fine if you do. I forgive you for that. Uh, but it's called The Promise, and uh, I just enjoy singing this song, and I hope you enjoy it. Go ahead and start it, brother. I need to make sure I hear the music and the monitor. I need the monitors up. The stage monitors up. Some more stage monitors. More. There you go. Thank you. Hope I don't blast you out. Stage bomb is manual, okay? I never said that I would give you silver or gold, or that you would never feel the fire and shiver in the cold. But I did say you'll never walk this world. And I did say Don't make this world your home Hallelujah I never said that fear Would find you in the night But that loneliness was something You'd never have to fight And I did say I'd be right there by your side. All right. I did say I'll always help you find. You know I made a promise that I intend to keep. My face would be sufficient in that kind of need. Every tear you cry 
promise. What a promise. Glory. Let's stand and praise Him, saints. Let's stand and praise Him. Lord, we just give you praise. Let's give Him praise. Let's lift up our voice like a trumpet and let's give Him praise. The praise that's due unto His holy name. Oh, we praise you, Lord. Lord, we bless your holy name, Jesus. Thank you for your promises, Lord. They never fail. Man may change. Man's promises may fail. But, Lord, you never fail. You're a good, good father. Oh, yes, you are. Woo! Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Come on, praise him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Some of us haven't praised the Lord all day. We've been down the molly grubs and complained and murmured all day long. So it makes it pretty hard to bless the Lord when we come to his house. Lord, we bless your name. We bless your name. We give you honor and we give you praise. Oh, hallelujah. Glory. Turn to your neighbor and say, get your praise on, girl. Well, guy. (laughs) Guy, girl. Amen. You may be reseated. Turn in your Bibles tonight to Luke the 8th chapter, a very familiar portion of Scripture that's been preached out of, oh, my, 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 no telling how many times your pastors preach this. You've heard this. You've read this. But I love the Word of God. It's ever new when it's quickened to our spirits. Is that not right? Luke 8, 43 through 48. You like to stand one more time. Are you there? Or turn on your phones or your what have you got that's wherever your scriptures are. Pastor Pablo says, no, don't turn on your phones. But anyway, you might be tempted to text somebody. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> Luke 8, 43 through 48. Uh, you're there. And the woman having an issue of blood 12 years which had spent all her living upon physicians, neither could be healed of any, came behind him and touched the border of his garment. And immediately her issue of blood staunched or stopped. And Jesus said, who touched me? When all denied, Peter and they that were with him said, Master, the multitude throng thee and press thee, and you ask or sayest thou, who touched me? And Jesus said, somebody <laughs> hath touched me. For I perceive that virtue is gone out of me. And when the woman saw that she could not be hid, she came trembling and falling down before him, declared unto him before all the people, Say all the people. For what, for what cause she had touched him and how she was healed immediately. And he said unto her, daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith hath made thee whole. Ever with whole. Glory. Go in peace. Lord, we just thank you for the power that's in your word. It's a living, breathing word. Active word, Lord. Especially when we connect our faith with your word. Great, awesome things can happen. Even on Friday night at Countryside. Lord, we thank you, Father, that... 
those things that pastor has been praying and seeking you for, you are more than able to accomplish some of those things even on a Friday night service. Lord, we just thanking you in advance for what you're going to do. Thank you for the power of your word and your precious people. Hide me behind the cross. Quicken my heart and my mind. And I loose the power of the Holy Ghost and I bind every demonic spirit that would try to distract this congregation to keep them from being mentally focused. I bind those powers in the name of Jesus. Your will be accomplished since God's people said, Amen. All right, a true story. A real person, you may be reseated. It's been preached. And yet we can find and learn in the healing of this lady, a certain lady, no name, some wonderful truths. A great example of how her faith in action, faith is an action word, is it not? Faith without works is dead. But in this example, this faith in action, along with her determination, brought some wonderful results. Amen? Same for us today. Joyful, joyful results. So let's look again at this story because there is more. That's the title of my message if you're taking notes. More in store. More in store. Say that to yourself. God's got more in store. More in store. First, we're going to look at her dilemma. Ever been in a dilemma? (laughs) We won't talk about your dilemma right now. We're going to talk about hers. Her dilemma. Nothing that she had done that brought this on herself. I mean, it was, wasn't a self-inflicted type thing. Now, some people get themselves in dilemma because they keep making bad choices. You know, they make choices that are contrary to the Word of God, and so they get in a dilemma, and so they make another bad choice, and pretty soon they've got themselves in a total wreck that I don't even know if God can work it out. <laughs> no, that's just a, that's, yeah, pass that over. She was in a dilemma, and that required her to make a choice equally, between equally undesirable alternatives. It's kind of like our presidential election. Facing a problem offering two possibilities, right? Neither of which were preferable. In other words, she was between a rock and a hard place. Have you ever been there? Oh, yeah. If you haven't been, you will be. It was not a comfortable place. She was in a dilemma. Glory. But she had had a disease, a disease that kept her away from the place of worship because she was ceremonially unclean. And you know the story well. Her condition caused her to be that way. So... She was isolated. It's bad enough to be sick. It's even worse to be isolated. She was isolated, not only isolated, but she was poor. I said that she was in a dilemma. Dilemma. But there was more in store. Hallelujah. As long as she had some money and could keep dishing it out to the doctors... As long as she had him, they kept promising her, well, let's try this other thing, and let's try this other thing, and, you know, and kept her hopes up. But when she got to where she didn't have any money, then, you know, well, you're 
disease is incurable. We can no longer help you. You can just go on down the road. She was in a dilemma. The disease within her body was a 12-year uh, problem. And it not only consumed her body, but it also taken her purse. Amen? Poor. She had reached, as I said, the end of her rope. Her time was short. Her time was near. Death was near. So the scripture says that she thought, well, I'll get to that later. I'm trying to get ahead of myself and I need to calm down, cool down. She thought because there was no more money, there was no other way out for her. But there was more in store. Amen. How sadly true, though, of people today. Nobody in this church, as I said before, many times it's probably down the street to the other church. But some people today spend all they have in search of health and peace, do they not? And happiness, just go down here to the casino, just one more dollar that will surely put me on easy street. It's an addiction. It's an addiction. Hopefully, if you're anybody here having that problems, there's more in store for you. Jesus has the power to set you free from any addiction. Glory and all addictions. Well, peace and happiness, they, they only turn to Jesus as their last resort. But thank God, he's a merciful God, and he's present help in the time of need, even though they go to him last. You ever met anybody like that? Don't raise your hand. Dilemma. She was in a dilemma, but there was more in store. Are you hearing me? Whatever dilemma that you may find yourself in tonight, if we can just touch the hem of his garment, there's more in store. Glory to. Let's look at her decision. She had some options. There's always options. Some of them aren't too good, you know. But we we all have options. And and uh, option one was this, just do nothing. That's the way a lot of people are about their walk with the Lord. You know, they'd like to have more God. You know, they'd like to speak in tongues more. And, you know, they'd like to have more peace. They'd like to have more money. But they do nothing. think the scripture says faith without works is dead right option one just do nothing just but to decide to do nothing is still a decision it's just not a very good one glory option number two or she could find another doctor if she could find one that took medicare or sooner care or some kind of care because she no longer had any more money and if you're on Medicare and Sooner Care, I'm not throwing stones at you at all. Okay, so don't let the devil trip you up on that statement. Find another doctor. No, that's not going to work. I've already been there, done that. Uh-huh. Decision. She was trying to make a decision. Option three. I'm going to try Jesus. I've heard about him. I've heard about the great physician. I've heard about the prophet. I've heard about the things that he's done to other people. I'm going to try Jesus. Her last option, but it was a good decision. Glory. Glory. First two options, very undesirable. Been there, done that, and nothing's changed. Glory. Mark 5 and 28 says this. For she said within herself, she had a talk with herself. 
she said within herself, if somehow I could just press through, if I could press through that throng of people that I know are, are the multitude that is around him. That's my last resort. I don't know what else to do. I made a decision. If I could press through that throng of people, if somehow I could just touch him, if I could just touch him, even just the hem of his garment, as you well know the scripture, I think things will change in my life. A good decision. A good decision. The best decision I ever made was when I gave my heart to Jesus at 14. Just think of all of the heartache and all the trouble and all the pain he saved me from. Oh, glory. Her decision. Because there was more in store. Say more in store. There's more in store tonight. You believe that? May our faith be increased. May we begin hungering for more. To receive more because it's God's plan, God's will. Her decision, her answer, her healing, her miracle was surrounded by a mass of people. Hindrances. These were healthy people. Many of them. Some of them possibly were sick. But they were curious people. But they were following him. But she was determined to press through until. Glory. No doubt she had, you've heard the, the definition of push, haven't you? P-U-S-H. Push until something happens. Glory. It's truth. She made a decision. I'm going to press. I'm going to push. I'm going to fight my way all the way because my time is now. Right now, tonight, my opportunity is now. I'm no longer halting between two opinions. I made up my mind. This is my night. This is, I'm, my moment has come. It's, I'm going for it. It's now or never. It's now or never. When love is near. (laughs) That's an old song, but love was there. In the, in the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost who walked there. Glory. She made a decision. Number three. Her decision required determination. You know, you can make a decision, but when it, the, the tough, it gets tough. Yeah, where the rubber meets the road or where irritation comes through sandpaper people. We give it up. Say, well, it's just too much. She had a determination. Her decision required determination. It's not enough to start out. We must finish this race. Amen. Glory. And how you know, you know, saints, by watching the news and watching Israel and watching those nations that are coming down up toward Israel, longing and waiting for the opportunity to wipe them off of the map, our time is short. Amen. Glory. Lord, stir us. Amen. He, her decision required determination. And it, she was rewarded, of course, with deliverance. Her determination. Luke eight forty four, And when she heard that Jesus came in the press, when she heard of Jesus, I can't even read. She came in the press behind and touched his garment. She took a risk, right? And she seized the opportunity of coming to Christ hid among the crowd. Well, nobody will know that I'm there. 
Nobody will see me. Nobody will know my condition. Nobody will know my secret sins. I'll just go to one of these big churches, you know, where I'm not asked to teach a class or asked to give not only just ties, but missions. You know, I'll just go and, and stay hid in the crowd, right? <laughs> yeah. Whether you're alone or, well, <laughs> she took that opportunity. The crowd didn't even notice her. The thing sometimes we worry about never happens anyway. The crowd never even noticed her. And they did, if they had noticed her, they didn't care. But I tell you, but Jesus did. He knew she was there. He noticed her. Glory. Whether you're alone, whether you're isolated, whether you're seemingly forgotten. Maybe you're in a crowd, but you feel like you're all alone. Wherever you are, he sees you. Glory. I pray that encourages your heart. And he will respond to that one, to you and I. Among the thousands, if we're only one that reaches out to him, he will respond to us. Oh, he's a good, good father. Oh, more in store. There's more in store. Do you believe it? For you, tonight. Hallelujah. Her determination, her decision. She was in a dilemma. She made a decision. She did have options. And now her determination. Jesus allowed this desperate, weak, humble, dying woman to steal a cure from him unknown to anyone else. It was in secret. In the secret place. Just her and Jesus, just her faith, her determination, and his willingness and power to heal. That is all that is needed is two. Jesus and you. Glory. Oh, we would love to have people praying around us all the time, right? Absolutely. But you and Jesus is enough to get the job done. If all walk out, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Woo! Hallelujah. Well, I'm feeling mighty good. <laughs> Just her and Jesus. Willingness to heal. You know, it's always God's will to heal. I believe that. It's always, if I, it's always God's will to save. It's always God's will to deliver. It's always God's will to provide. Well, I think, you know, I'm, I, I heard too many people say, well, you know, um, I'm reaping what I sowed. Well, how long you want to reap that anyway? You know, maybe you did that 15, 25, 30, 50 years ago. You still reaping it? Oh, Jesus, help us. I said he's a good, good father. What kind of father would it be that I, after, after I did something years ago and at 70 years old, my dad still wanted to whip me for it? That's craziness. <laughs> I believe it's always God's will to heal. Does God always heal right when I think he should? No. God hasn't instantly healed my husband, but that doesn't mean his, his recovery is not, is going, is not going to happen. It is going to happen. Glory. 
If I didn't believe it was always God's will to heal, then I could never pray for anybody in faith. Glory, glory, absolutely. Could never ask in faith. Jesus said, or James says, we're supposed to ask nothing wavering. For he that wavers is like the sea. Tossed to and fro, right? Mm. Her deliverance, number four. She got the relief she hoped for. Glory. Jesus said, I love this. I love this. He said, who touched me? Oh, I love that. Who touched me? When all denied, every one of them, Peter, all the whole bunch said, not me. Not me. I don't know if they thought they was in trouble or what. Not me. Not me. No doubt they thought his question was quite improper since this whole throng of people were around him. But nothing Jesus asks is improper. Nothing that he asks of us that he is not able to do through us and in us and for us and with us. Glory, whatever he is asked, just do it. Glory, who touched me? Jesus said to them, they said, oh, Lord, you, you've got to be, you, of course, you know the story. And Jesus says to the disciples there and those around them, he says, virtue has gone out of me. Or in other words, power has gone out of me. Something, someone has touched me in an uncommon way. This touch from someone was a deliberate touch. It wasn't just a touch in passing, but it was done consciously, intentionally, and carefully. Woo! Because, and because of this touch, power has left my body. Oh, Lord, bless me if you can. Chewing gum. Lord, yeah, mm, no, that kind of touch, but an intentional touch. God, touch me else I die. Touch me. Help me. I'm desperate for you. I'm desperate for you. I need your touch. I seek your face. I need your presence. I'm thirsty for you. (laughs) I'm thirsty for you. I need your touch. I seek your face. I need your presence. Oh, that's the kind of touch that he will respond to. Are you desperate for a touch from the master? Are you conscientiously, intentionally, and carefully reaching out for his touch? Glory. He says, some power has left my body. Someone has experienced a change. (laughs) Someone has been delivered. Someone has been healed. I know it because power has left my body. He knew it. She knew it. And soon all would know it. Woo, glory, her deliverance. She had crawled through the throne, remember? The throng of people, but now she walked out completely made whole. Glory, 
Many were touching him, as I said earlier, but their touch did not quicken the Son of God. But her touch instantly quickened the God man that walked on the earth and among people. Woo! Glory to God. The touch of faith is different than the physical touch. But it can be felt just as real. Just as real. That pull of faith. Oh my Jesus. That pull of faith was strong enough to attract the sensitive, caring, loving heart of Jesus. Oh Lord, we love you. Say there's more to come. There's more to come. He has the power to change our dilemmas and turn them into mighty victories, deliverances, more in store. It was her faith. It was not Jesus' faith. It was her faith, right? That brought this miracle. Jesus states this truth in the 48th verse of this same chapter. Thy faith, your faith, has made you whole. Personal faith is needed. When we come to this altar... And kneel, that is an act of faith. Because you were saying, there is a God that hears. And therefore, because he hears, I'm going to talk with him. That is an act of faith. But our faith needs to be beyond that. It needs, we need to grow in our personal faith. Do you have more faith today than you did last year? Is our faith increasing? Glory? It's a question. Personal faith. Let that person who asks anything of the Lord, James 1 and 6, let him ask in faith. Congregations. This congregation here. And Pastor Owens' congregation and Pastor Jeff Pearson and the church wells and the, and the McLaughlin's over here. Johnny and Wendelin. <laughs> Their people depend upon them to pray the prayer of faith. Yeah, they do. They lean. And that's that's good. He's your shepherd. He's anointed. He has the oil of the Holy Ghost upon him, the anointing. I believe that. I know that. They're Levites, set apart, chosen, sanctified, and anointed for the purpose. But sometimes we depend upon them too much. What if they're not there? What if it's just you and the devil? What if you find yourself in a dilemma and there's nobody to call? We depend upon the teachers and and the pastors and the workers, don't we? And that's good, but we need personal faith. If lacking in faith in that arena of faith, again, we need to be like this woman here. Make a decision. Hello? And be determined to increase our faith. We know how to do that. The scripture teaches us how to do that. The disciples asked Jesus, Lord, increase our faith. Right? It's a good prayer. It's one that we could do. It's one we could pray. Lord, increase our faith. And then another place it says, help mine unbelief. (laughs) It will cost us to grow in faith. But the cost will supersede or the, or the benefits will supersede any cost. To see someone's life changed, 
Oh, my. Nothing greater. Nothing greater. Nothing greater. No doubt she was content to just take her miracle and slip back through the crowd and go home and live her own life, right? No doubt. That's the way we are. You know, we come get blessed and, well, that's over. (laughs) Now I'll just go on home and live my own life now. Come back tomorrow night. Get another blessing. Oh, well, that was good. Hello. (laughs) Oh, my meddling, aren't I, Pastor? Just take it and go, take that blessing and go home. But see, Jesus was not willing to let her faith go unrecognized. I love this about Jesus. Say there's more in store. No doubt he, we leave his presence too quickly. God had more for her. He could have just let that go on and she kind of probably went on and start, got her two or three jobs so she could pay back all those doctors and lived her life and been healthy. But see, Jesus was not going to let that pass because he wanted to do more for her than she realized. There's more in store. We leave his presence too quickly. Too quickly we miss out. We rush in. We rush out. We we make an effort to... We need to make an effort to wait in His presence. We go to the doctor. The appointment's at one. They get you in at three. Then you go into another little room. And then you wait 40 more minutes. You know, is shout me down. Isn't that the truth? Yeah. But, you know, we come to the altar. We get, whoa, Shana, Shana. Then we're out the door. Oh, we need to wait in His presence. I know I'm getting goofy now. I feel right at home. <laughs> I am at home. <laughs> we wait. I get. I can get more goofy, but I'll try to calm it down. <laughs> Thank you, brother. <laughs> Make an effort. Let's wait in His presence. You see, He wanted to add more to her faith. He wanted to add more to her future. He wanted to add more to that whole person. Remember, he said to her, who touched me? In other words, now, lady, it's time for you to come forth and reveal yourself and show yourself because it's testimony time. Glory. Come forward. Who touched me? I want to see you. Of course, he knew. He knows everything. But it was her time to receive more than what she came for. Oh, glory to God. She stepped forward in fear, the scripture says, and in trembling. And, and he, he, she just told him the whole story. Just spilled it all out to her. Well, see, he already knew her story. <laughs> he already knew her pain. He already knew every doctor she had been to. He already knew her days of loneliness, her poverty, her every step, every turn, every effort, every disappointment. Nothing was hid from him. And he knows your story. Glory. The what's, the where's, the why's, the mistakes. The good things you've done, the bad things you've done. And the things that you should have done and you procrastinated because you made a decision to do nothing. Right? He knows all of that. Only he has the power to deliver you from your dilemma. He waits for you and us to make a decision to move toward him and to wait in his presence.
glory. Well, she came trembling, and when she had reason to be triumphing, glory. I believe the scripture says, I will bless the Lord all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. She had much to praise him for. But of course, she was fearful, not knowing, not knowing the response, not knowing. And Luke 48 says, and he, Jesus, said to her, daughter. I love that. I love that. Daughter. Be of good comfort. Thy faith have made you whole. Your faith has made you whole. He calls her daughter. I love that. He accepts her with all the love and the tenderness of a loving father. (laughs) Ready to take her under his wing and be that father for the rest of her life. What a good, good father. There's more to come. He claims her as his own before the crowd. He wanted to honor her faith before the crowd. That thing that you've prayed for in secret, God can reward you in front of even your enemies. Woo! Glory. He says, tremble no more, fear no more. Our great physician cares about the whole person. Glory, our minds, our bodies, our our care, our comfort, our peace. You know that. I'm preaching to the choir tonight. But we need to be reminded, don't we? I think this is probably a church full of saints. Might be a few ain'ts in here. I won't be looking around, though. He can make, he will make provision for us. We are his sons. We are his daughters. We, there's no need to steal away from his presence when he has more in store. Now, it's Friday night. What are you going to do when church is out? Oh, i got a lot to do. Oh, if you just knew what all I had to do. Well, most of us probably just go out and eat stuff we shouldn't eat and go home and set up and watch TV. Raise your hand if that's what you're going to do. No. <laughs> No, there's more in store. We have time to wait in his presence. Glory. He said to her, go in peace. That was some of the more. To live in peace. People will give anything for peace. They have prosperity, but they have no peace. Glory. They have everything they could ever hope for, but they have no peace. He said to her, go in peace. Oh, my. Do we ever need peace in this last day? I'm telling you, saints of God's hearts are full of fear. And that is sad. He says, fear not. If he was standing up here before you tonight, and I'm his mouthpiece, he will say unto you, fear not. Fret not. I got this. I got you. You're my son. You're my daughter. There's more to come. Even beyond this life. Even beyond Friday night altar service. There's more to come. Hallelujah. He said, go in peace. Go, what, it was, he said, go and live well. Live well. It's God's will that you prosper. Because he's a good, good father. <laughs> oh, there's more to come. Thank you, Jesus. His presence is in this place. Oh. Oh. 
Let's praise him right now. Oh. Brother, start that CD. I'm going to sing that right now. Number eight. Just worship the Lord. What I want you to do when I sing this song, I want you to come and wait in his presence. I'm not going to ask you to do anything special. Just come and wait in his presence. If you can't stand, you can sit on the altar. But I want everybody to move. All right? If you're broken within and you're needing a friend, if your heart has been shattered at all, you may kneel, you may sit, just be struggling with grief that has cost you your peace and you're wondering. If you can go on If the doctor spoke Left you go home Your mind has been bound And confused you lost your way You can find it today
you go around There's enough the old song they that wait upon the Lord it just came to me give me a key it's perfect let's do that one it's old as me they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their come on let's worship him this is your time it's your faith it's your faith that will touch you they shall run and not be weary they shall walk and not faint. Teach me, Lord. Teach me, Lord. So appropriate. Teach me, Lord. To wait in His presence in worship. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall bow top with wings. Yes, we will. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Teach me, Lord. Teach me, Lord. To wait. Let's do it again. Come on, let's wait in His presence. For they that wait. What do you need? What do you need? Touch it. Press through. Press through. Press through. Press through and he go. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Teach me, Lord. Teach me, Lord. To wait. Oh, they that wait upon the Lord. Yes, Lord. Here we are, Lord. Send our bodies to you, Lord, as a living sacrifice. Glory, we wait in your presence.
Come out up with wings and 